1: Looking good.
0: Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Maybe I don't know if I should share this. I don't know. You could. Do you need to take a moment and think about it? It is now a backup on both houses. (gasps) I want you to know before we go inside and you fall in love with the twinkle lights, (laughs) I want you to know this. Today's (laughs) Today's. T-
1: <laughs> I'm having trouble taking myself seriously as I look at you wearing mirrored sunglasses, but it's fine.
0: Dang. I know. She's like,
1: I'm always a bridesmaid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Hi y'all, welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So
1: stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi Alyssa. (laughs) Hey Katie, how are you today? Good, good. Today I have brought, oh wait, before I'm gonna let, I'm gonna set the mood with, with YouTube. Okay. We're going to light this candle. This is the uh, (laughs) Capri Blue Volcano. Oh. This is my question about Capri Blue Volcano. This is like a hot... uh, Let's see if maybe the podcast can hear. Oh. Did you
0: you hear the flame? What does a volcano smell like?
1: This one smells like citrus, and I don't believe that to be what an actual
0: volcano would smell Mm. like.
1: But they make the same candle... Scent in all these different like colored jars, like oh okay, it's always the scent, but the candle is then different, and I think that's just the I don't know blue signature volcano, mm-hmm. Capri okay, blue. Great. Okay, so now we have our we we've, we've set we've set the mood. Okay, mood is set. Uh, today I've brought my Coca Cola Classic <laughs> with ice. So sorry to anyone who hears the jingling of my ice. Okay, but. Felt like it was an appropriate time to have a Coca Cola. Great. And so here we go on episodes what we believe to be TBD one seventeen and one eighteen because we think it's going to be a long talk, a two parter. And so we're going to let Jay split it up as he sees fit. Sure. Unless we don't talk for a long time, (laughs) we don't know. We need a timer. Where's our timer?
0: Hold, hold, please. It's in
1: the it's in the thing. You could probably just set one on your phone.
0: Oh, I guess I could do that. You
1: need to talk to them while I'm gone. Okay, back, back again. Oh.
0: <laughs> They're here. Sorry. Alyssa, Sorry. talk to them. All right. I'm just doodling in
1: my notebook. Start. Here's your timer.
0: Okay. Is that, can you see Perfect. it? Perfect. Because
1: I can see it on the actual recording device. Okay. Although we have 22 minutes of garbage recorded before this. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay. So, episodes 117 and 118 Obstacles
0: and weaknesses but first the beepity beep 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 the flip, flip report. report okay the appliances came in early <laughs> okay great very pleased were with you that? like how anti-covid yes i was like i ordered these early just to make sure yes so and, they're here yeah and they're just sitting in the sunroom great sunbathing okay until we have cabinets because we have no cabinets and still no cabinet. He's working on it. He's in the middle of it. Yeah. We got the... He builds them on site. I'm not sure what he's doing. Okay. Does he have a workshop? I don't know. Okay. Carry on. Okay. So um, he surprised me Mm -mm. and cleaned up... Good surprise or bad surprise? Good surprise. He said, look what I did to the storage room. And he just prettied it up, like enclosed some of the things that were showing. That, oh, the like room he, that's in the house. Yeah, the storage room inside okay. the house that has the AC. I think I inside saw a picture of, of this when you were showing yes, the floor and the water heater inside of it. He was like, "This is ugly." Yes. So he just like built boxes around the AC to make it nice and clean, and I love it. It looks great.
1: It looks so fresh and clean. So now someone might actually want to store something in there. Correct.
0: Love it. We have all the tile officially in stock. Okay. Um, so there is 26 boxes sunbathing also in the, in the sun sunroom room <laughs> with sunroom. the appliances. Okay. So that is pretty much where we are. How's timeline looking? All's well. It it's looking good. It's going a lot faster than I thought it would. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I think so. All right. Okay, so let's go back to obstacles and
1: weaknesses, which we were having trouble naming the show. But I wanted to start with, you know, that one interview question <laughs> when they
0: say, what is your biggest weakness? Yes, and you're supposed to say something positive.
1: Let me tell you, I Googled. There is a wealth <laughs> of Google knowledge about what is your biggest weakness because everyone knows it's an interview question. Right. Right. Everyone wants to prepare for it. And everyone does something dumb like, mm-hmm. oh, I just work too hard. Right. I, I, am <laughs> I am too early. I am such a hard worker. <laughs> I get to the office way too I early. I always want more on my plate. <laughs> but like there, so, so then there were all these lists of like... <sighs> some of the reason some of like i guess they gave you a list of maybe try these and it was like bad with criticism impatient lazy easily oh, bored we well, procrast- can't say those things well then they had a whole system for then you would say what it is be genuine and then what you're doing about it okay but doesn't matter because good news everybody when you go on a listing interview never once have i been asked that question me neither okay but we're going to talk about our weaknesses because we're asking ourselves the
0: question. And so are you because we got emails asking You're asking us, us. about our weaknesses. and Yeah, um, so that is where this episode is coming from. It's coming yeah. from some emails that we've gotten. Well, right. Combined there are, with just things going on in the market in general. There are a lot of obstacles in the job. Yes, especially right now.
1: And I think we're all maybe... Either hiding them or hyper aware of our weaknesses, right? Right. Like, I know I'm late. Okay. Always late. Mm-hmm. It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. I figured, tried all the different <laughs> ways to not be late. I don't know. I mean, like, it's just what it is. Yep. Um, but we're going to talk about all the different, some of the, what were the other ones? Oh, take things too personally and strong will. No, I'm done with that. Okay. But before we move on to an actual weakness or obstacle, you went to business school. Sure. There is something called the SWOT. Yes. Analysis. Strengths. Uh-huh. Weaknesses. Uh-huh. You want me to do them? What's A? Well, I, it, this one said, oh, opportunities. And threats. And threats. Okay. And I thought, oh, I've never heard that before. And, and the article kind of went into, you know, you want to assess yourself under these kind of buckets. Okay. Like, what are your, you tell us. Your strengths, weaknesses, what are opportunities and what are the threats and mm-hmm. then that's how you kind of build sort of this plan it's not a business plan mm-hmm. but it's sort of just a you know taking the pulse of your business if you will sure do you, do you remember this from business i school? do we
0: had to make a t chart okay with s-w-o-t and okay. we had to write down all the things for your proposed business. was it helpful Sure. I think it's helpful if you're just trying to organize your thoughts and really think something yeah. through. Well, apparently
1: it was developed by Albert Humphrey, okay. a successful management consultant in the 60s and 70s. And still used today. Who knew? Humphrey was looking for a tool that went beyond maximizing strengths and minimizing weaknesses. See, we all know a little bit about ourselves, but then yes. you also have to take it into account with what's actually going on in that market. So right. What are the threats to your business? Where are the opportunities? And I thought that was a nice way of like rounding it out. It's just not about you and your strengths and weaknesses, but what is the broader business environment like? Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to come into play in some of our uh, topics. Right. Okay. So I found that interesting and now you can do it yourselves if you'd
0: like. Okay. Okay. It's kind of like a pros and cons list. Yeah. But with strengths, yeah. weaknesses, opportunities, and threads. They went through some of
1: them actually in this article from Market Leader about what are some real estate ones. Do you want me to share oh, a couple? Sure. Okay, some strengths. Solid understanding of real estate taxation. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Can you even? Have access to an affluent natural market. Okay. This will be, I guess, strength in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, live in a desirable community with generally high real estate prices. Oh, this is what an imaginary SWAT might look like. Sure. Not, not, okay. Um, Expert on condominium association dues. Willingness to do shoe leather prospecting. Have you ever?
0: Shoe leather?
1: Like boots on the ground?
0: I guess. (laughs) Actually. This, This
1: is a new one. Never heard of that before. Okay, anyway, shoe leather prospecting. Oh, okay, wait. This is an example. Fluent in Mandarin Chinese. Oh, that's it. Okay. You follow me? Tangible. This yeah. is like, what would be a list of strengths for an imaginary person? Okay. Okay. Um, weaknesses. Substantial economic uncertainty in a local area.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Lousy computer skills. Okay. That is a weakness. Oh, I not some of these I want to skip. Okay. <laughs> Lim- limited savings. No okay. interest in property management. Okay. Um not interested. No. Limited budget for marketing or direct mail. Okay. Um, weak back office or poor systems in place.
0: hmm
1: mm-hmm. Okay, so those would be like weaknesses. And then threats would be interest rates on the rise. Sure. Overpriced stock market could implode. <laughs> um Major storms in South Florida have been known to impact demand. This person speaks Mandarin Chinese and lives in South Florida. Right. Okay. Um, Agencies are recruiting heavily in my area, resulting in more competition. Hmm. Okay. Um, Okay. Oh, cash flow problems could possibly force me out of business if I go more than a couple months without a sale. Yes, that's very accurate. That's definitely a threat. Yeah. And then the opportunities. Local area is growing Um, local community magazine is giving me a deal on advertising oh great (laughs) local new factory opening in the area bringing many jobs military base means lots of people move in and out every three years um okay become eligible for broker's license this year those will be opportunities okay okay we're gonna move on from swat yes but if anyone wants to sit down and look at their business under those buckets i think that's helpful it is helpful okay um Time management, I think, is the first one we're going to do.
0: Okay, yeah. So we received a list of weaknesses that that our listeners have, and we're going to discuss them. Yep. Okay. Okay. Do you feel like you're good with time management? I do feel like I'm good at time management. I feel like you're
1: excellent with it.
0: And I don't – it's not something I have to even put a lot of effort into. It's just somewhat (sighs) natural for me to time manage. All of
1: your time. Effectively, I feel like. But I don't know
0: why I can't. Teach Teach that. that? Like, I think it's just something in my brain. Yeah, it's just how you're wired.
1: Um, Okay. Some of the things that were struggles in the time management department were scheduling and then over-scheduling. So, like, having a – I know in real estate we've talked about this before, but the whole flexible schedule thing is actually problematic. Because it sort of wires us, not you, but the rest of us, to (laughs) believe – We can't plan anything because we have to be flexible all the time for whatever might come up. And we need to be ready, you know, to at the drop of a hat to show a house or take a listing or. And that means that the rest of the day, maybe all I'm going to do is sit in my email and. Mm -hmm. I think we don't plan enough.
0: I think that's correct. Okay, And I think that. that enough gaps aren't left all the time. Mm -hmm. And then when you do have gaps, they are not filled wisely. Right. And so that causes a lot of problems. When I do talk to agents that struggle with time management or whatever the case may be, I feel like the two main things that I hear the most just from talking to them is that they are overthinking Mm -hmm. and that takes time. Like just make a decision. Yeah. If you could just make a decision and put it on your calendar, it is done. Too many move choices. On. You too many move choices. On. But when you're mauling mm-hmm. over a decision and you're thinking and you're thinking and you just got to make the decision. Yeah. And schedule it, plan it, and put it yeah. on your calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just the slow decision making. <laughs> right. Like you just you just have to get to it. I agree, and I do feel like slow decision making is a skill that could be. Like you could learn Learn. how to be a quick decision maker. I
1: think that you, well, it's also a lot easier to make quick decisions if you have gained a lot of knowledge and you have a high level of confidence. Yes. Very confident people, especially within the the constraints of your business, they don't, it's not going to take me that long to figure out what I think the right answer is. Right. I have confidence in it, I have experience, I have knowledge base that makes me say, okay, that seems like the right decision. Yes. Will I always be 100% on it? No. No. But I'm okay with being 75% on it Mm -hmm. and then sharing that and also saying to my client, I don't have the crystal ball Mm -hmm. and this is what I think is the right thing to do. And if it isn't, we'll reassess and make a new decision. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. They're not permanent. Mm -hmm. There's no decision that you're making in your business that's truly permanent, even changing your broker. Right.
0: Go back. Yeah, if you don't like it,
1: go Go to another one. Mm -hmm. Do whatever you need to. Um, I think that realtors are um, simultaneously overscheduled and underscheduled. Yes. They do not schedule their off day. Mm -hmm. They do not schedule their office day. They do not put things in their calendar like whatever they wanna do, database work or prospecting or social media. Well, here's what frustrates
0: me. I think that they put a lot of things in their calendar that they just say, I can move that. Yeah, I don't know. Because then, nothing is ever- No set in stone. Nothing's- you're always mm-hmm. flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. Well, it says I'm supposed to be working on my database on this day or that what? I dedicated this day to recording the podcast or that I dedicated this day to lunch with my friend. Right. Well, guess what? If something comes up that day and you look at your calendar and the calendar has something there. I'm not available. You're not available at I- that time. I'm actually time. not available that time. Right. Like, just practice that sentence. I'm actually
1: not available at that time. Mm-hmm. How we, does
0: this time work? we do it on Tuesday?
1: Or this time? What about Friday? Great. Yeah. Um, saying yes to everything, I think someone mentioned that and falls into this. Mm-hmm. You just say yes to everything, but at the expense of what you scheduled for your own business, you're like, well, I can put that on the back burner and do And sometimes it's things that maybe are nice, but you just don't have time for. Like maybe your friend at the office wants you to come to their agent tour and as much as you'd like to support them, that's the day when you schedule to do your prospecting and you've got to do it. Right. So I think um, we have to schedule it in and and
0: then protect it fiercely. We are so quick to cancel on our friends. (laughs) Yeah. And our family. Yeah. And ourselves. Yeah, rude, very rude. It's not good management just, of your... It's just... It, it will lead to well, burnout. Right. And mentally, it's just unhealthy. Like, yeah. then you're going to not be happy with what you're doing. Right. Because you're always saying no to the things you wanted to do. But it is perfectly... And I feel like whenever I tell a client, hey, I actually have something at that time, it reminds them... Yeah.
1: That, oh... I'm not the only she client. She has other
0: clients. Oh, yeah.
1: I know. I need to be respectful. I think that... Um, having a set schedule if you're if you're having trouble getting in the practice of this, it's a lot easier if you just tell yourself and put it on your calendar and you say every Tuesday is my office day. Mm-hmm. And then whenever something comes up and it's a Tuesday, you just automatically can say
0: Tuesdays oh, are sorry, for me.
1: Tuesday's not good for me. And you don't have to remember, shoot, what day did I put my office day in this week? Or don't even look. You just say, I'll move it around. Just get used to being like Tuesday, can't leave the house. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, even leading up to me having Tate Mm -hmm. and we were batch recording the podcast, we met every Tuesday for Mm -hmm. several weeks, all day. And it was a reminder that, hey, I can take a whole day off and just record the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And we never had to reschedule that.
1: That's sort of a nice way to set the tone, though, for then your maternity leave. Yeah. Like, guess what? It's totally possible for me to just not schedule mm-hmm. a day. Right. Or two days or three or whatever it has to be. Um, okay. The other thing I wanted to say on time management, because it is difficult to kind of get in the habit of, Buyer your rules, and we're going to mm-hmm. dive a little deeper into these in the next section, but... Buyer rules are huge in helping you set up those expectations on the front end. Yes. Um, How do your clients know your hours? Right. Buyers or sellers. Mm -hmm. How do your clients know your communication preferences? Mm -hmm. How do they know whatever, your off day or your office day, it's okay for you to say, I don't work on Sundays Mm -hmm. or whatever day, I don't work on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. It's okay. But how do they know? You can't just, you can't say it and then they don't know. And we talked about that in the communication
0: episode last week. So I think that the buyer rules will help you kind of set up your, well, if you're not telling your clients what to expect, then it's going to lead to frustration on both sides because they don't know how you prefer to communicate. And then they don't understand when you're going to respond when they should. And then you get frustrated when they call you at 8 PM when you're like, I don't, but how do they know? How do they know? So if you're feeling frustration in a Uh certain area with your, in regards to your clients, Mm -hmm. The question isn't like, what's this problem with the client? But mm-hmm. did I do a good job of explaining to them how I operate? Yeah. Do they know? Yeah. I mean, you just have to understand. Uh-huh. So setting those expectations up front helps with your time management. Yeah, should we run through the buyer rules? Do you want to? Yeah, let's do them. Um... Hello friends, we are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes, listen to this review. Thank you
1: so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge and template forms. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like this is so professional or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine?
0: Yeah, your clients it's are actually going to
1: say that. Yes. All right. Here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes <laughs> I had. I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it
0: so nice. That is what we're here for. No, you know. Just
1: look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel.
0: Just yeah. use these. Yeah. Nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to Hustle humbly podcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're going to enjoy them you're going to love them gonna it's going it. to change your life literally fire <laughs> my assistant they are the best <laughs> hey,
1: enjoy bye friends. the template yes
0: enjoy some of them are just about keeping a client so let's not go through all of them let's just okay. go through the rules that pertain to time, time. management all right do it because there are several buyer rules if you have our templates you know that what the buyer rules are yep but um one of them is most re- appointments require notice yes so that just lets them <laughs> this know. email did
1: used to say 24 hour notice yes but the market made it so that that just wasn't you may want to modify that feasible and- but some notice several hours notice mm-hmm. 12 hour notice something like you know something but they require notice is right. the key part of this right we can't just say oh i would like to go right now Mm -hmm. and that's to protect you just as much as it protects the seller and the process yeah some sellers do say 24 hour do you find that they stop doing that though yes yeah because Because i think we're
0: preparing them that hey the first like two to three days might be the busiest full was full with showings so they're not like i need 24
1: hour notice Mm because the market's so fast they just know to be ready for the first few days yes okay well y'all one day the market won't be fast Mm-hmm. And we might go back to 24-hour notice, but either way, you need notice. I can't wait for that day. I know you're ready for it. I am. I know. It's so crazy. I just, I just want a level market, mm-hmm. not a buyer's market, not a seller's
0: market. Mm-hmm. Just, just regular. Perfect harmony. I want to be like Goldilocks. <laughs> like,
1: can I not too just, big. Not too I small. Can I just have it? I don't know mm-hmm. that that's going to happen. So
0: anyway, what's another buyer rule? Um, your preferred method of contact. So mine says email is always the best way to reach me, especially Mm -hmm. if you're sending houses that you need me to check on so I can get to my computer, pull disclosures. Right. Then your phone's not going off all day. Well, right, because... The phone is the number one
1: thing that is going to draw you off of your time management goals. Yes. It, oh,
0: yeah. It's I the answered, shiny object.
1: Yes. I've answered the text from my client, and I took care of the thing that took me two seconds, which I should have gotten mm-hmm. in an email, but now I've done it. Now I'm on the phone, and who messaged me on
0: Instagram? Right. It's just bad, bad, mm-hmm. vicious cycle. It leads to so many things. Okay. Um. This isn't one of our rules, but your office hours... Being in that email, yeah, that's
1: huge because mm-hmm. it's in the sub. And even if you want to have it in the subject line, not subject line, your signature of everything, yes. mm-hmm. it, you can say it nicely. Sure,
0: you can say it mainly. I, I think know. I think we have it as my office hours are Monday through Friday, eight to four, and many other times by appointment. Yeah, from our friend that you saw. Yeah, we like that. Mm-hmm. I love because that I just sounded like I'm still available. Mm-hmm. We just have to if it's outside of this time, we might have to do some arranging. Yeah, we need an appointment. Yep. Okay. Any other buyer rules you Those want to share? Those are the only ones pertaining to, to, time. Time, to time management, but okay. letting your buyers know these things up front. Love it. Okay. Are you ready to talk about urgency? Before we move to urgency? Yes. Do you have our time management episode number handy where oh, we had Anna? Then maybe we could I just let you. if you, if you feel like you are really struggling with time management, uh-huh. going back to our episode where we had the time management coach. And really, if you want to just go listen to any of Anna's podcasts? Yes, they're all about time management. They're all about time management and it is called It's, it's about time. Yeah, it's about time. It's about time. And uh we had her on here as a guest. So uh-huh. if you feel like this is your area that you need more diving into, we have a whole episode. Yes,
1: episode number 22.
0: Oh, that's a long time ago. Yeah,
1: January 6th of 2020. Okay. Still stands. Mm -hmm. Time management tips never go bad. Never. (laughs) And she has great ones. So listen to that. Go listen to her podcast. I've picked up tons of things from her. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you ready for urgency? Yes.
0: (sighs) Take a deep breath. I think that when people have been asking me lately, is business just crazy? Are you just so swamped? My answer has been the same. It's that it is very different right now in that in the past, I used to pick a Saturday or a Sunday. Mm -hmm. And that was my one day that I showed all the houses. Like we would go house hunting on the weekend. Right. I hardly ever do that now. It's easy to take a weekend off now. Yes. Because all of the houses popped up during the week and you had to see them right away. Instead of batching them and seeing mm-hmm. them in groups, we're seeing one house at a time as it hits the market. Yeah. And it's the urgency that's kind of wearing me down. It's hard. But you know what is kind of nice about that? I think a lesson
1: has been taught to all of us in this market with buyers is that buyers will make time Yep, if they need to see yes. the house. yes. So don't let them fool you. They don't have to go after five or on Saturday. They,
0: oh, we know the house is going to be gone by tomorrow. Suddenly I can go at lunch. Right. Isn't that amazing? I feel like I am working more normal business hours. I would think, yeah. And less weekends and after hours because people are just making time because they understand that we have to be there. And
1: I feel like that started for me back like in quarantine, like when people started working from home, it really felt like they started wanting or being really open to a business day, business hours yeah. showing. They're just like, mm-hmm. oh, sure. I can step away from my computer for an hour right, and see one house because there's only one to see.
0: Mm-hmm. I also feel like it has cut back on showing houses that don't fit the buyer's needs. Yeah. I feel like before when mm-hmm. we knew we were going house hunting on Saturday- And they're like, can we just add this one while we're out and about? Like, let's let's just add it to the list now. It's like, is it worth taking off work for? Is it worth going by? Do you like it? Are we checking the property disclosures before we go? It's just, it is causing, so in some ways it's better. Yeah. But in some ways it's it's still challenging just because everything is moving so quickly. Well, and I
1: like, I just had one fall through on a first time buyer that I was so excited. I mean, she's got a 100% loan. I'm like, oh my God, we actually got a house under contract. Yay! Yeah. It was a house that had gone under contract twice already. Oh no. And it had, you know, some inspection issues, but the seller was allegedly fixing them all. And so I'm like, well, this is great. We just slipped right in here. How lucky did we get? Cause I was starting to think, I don't know, if this is going to work out. You're in a very, you know, competitive price range and location, blah, blah, blah. Finally well, got them. Finally got it under contract. And then it didn't work out. Why? Because the inspection, it wasn't, like, it was just every major thing. All windows failed. Roof, end of life. HVAC, end of life. And so it's just, mm. like, first-time buyer. You don't need money. And it's that's a lot of things. And the seller wasn't going to do all of them. And it was a flipper who was just, like, had painted and was willing to do all the little things on the inside, but not the big Things, do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, it's just like well, I don't know why I was telling the story, but I think it's just hard knowing that. Then that could drag on. Yes.
0: Well, my uh, mother in law was asking me how are, how am I doing with work, and I said I feel like I'm having a long term relationship with all of my buyers. <laughs> Yes. Whereas instead of them rolling off because no. they find a home so that they're new ones with can you. roll in. No. They're all they're piling in, but they're not rolling out. Like they this used is to like be like the reverse of the bachelor. You're like yes. taking more contestants. <laughs> yeah, it's just too much. In fact, I have referred more out lately. Because I keep depending like. on where they're looking, if it's too far. Do you, okay. Do you refer them out if they're too similar to your buyers already in the line? So <laughs> no, no lie. I have three buyers right now that are all looking for the same thing. Uh-huh. I mean, but it's funny because I know which ones are, they have different taste. Um, so this one house was like, I've said, Oh my gosh, this is going to be perfect for all three of these people. Oh No, all three. What well, did you show them open house style? So I sent it, I emailed it to all three and one was like, right now, let's go. Oh God. Okay. Okay. The next one was like, oh, let me show it to my mom and see what she thinks. It looks really nice in the You're photos. like, oh, no, I already sold it. Right. <laughs> like, You're like, You don't have time sorry, for that. Sorry, you don't have friend. time for that. And then the other one was like, we really do like that one, but we think it's a little bit further out from okay, where location. we want to be. So I was like, okay, good. Great. Only one needed to and go. And would you know the one that I sent it to? Like I sent it to all, fair game. Yeah. But the most motivated one. Yeah. We went in, made an offer, escalation clause, got got the deal done. Mm -hmm. So now, the buyers are all different, even if they want the same thing, right? How are you gonna? How are you gonna react? Where are you in the process? Mm -hmm. How many houses have you lost? Right? How many houses have
1: you lost? Yeah. Are you really primed?
0: Yeah. That's when you end up either you quit
1: or you're ready. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, Urgency though is a market driven problem. Yes. So there is going to come a time when everything isn't urgent. And how, <laughs> how, how do you juggle scheduling when everything seems so urgent? How do you
0: juggle scheduling? I think it really is all about communication okay. with your clients. What do you tell them? I tell them that – I tell them if we need to act quickly on a house, if I need to go see it, if you can't get there at work, I'll yeah. go take a video with the um, mm-hmm. Amazon, with the lens I got off of Amazon and mm-hmm. the stabilizer and send you the video if you can't get there. Yeah. Which I've done that a lot lately and I've really enjoyed it. You're because like, I'm just, I can handle this. Yeah, I just I'm by myself. I zoom in on things. I'm like, oh, look at this crack here. That's important. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and toured a house recently for someone because I can tour a house in four minutes and get all the information you need. <laughs> right. We don't have to sit in there for thirty minutes like, opening every feel? kitchen cabinet. Yeah, how does it feel in so here? So, in some ways, it has made me efficient. More efficient because yeah. if we are gonna run mm-hmm. and see this house, I'm gonna check the price. Right. Before, example: A house came on the market Friday. Okay. It had a really cute back deck. Okay. And patio lights. I'm like this is oh, patio lights. Patio lights. That's street, all you really need. Lights. I know what you're talking okay? about. Okay. It made for the most lovely backyard photo. I believe it. My buyers sent it to me. Oh my gosh, Alyssa, this house right here. We love this house so much. We have to go right now. It had been on the market for about four hours. And so (laughs) I I said, let me run comps. It was a DSLD subdivision. So every house is The the same. Okay. They were priced about $17 a square foot. More, but they had twinkle lights, right? <laughs> twinkle lights that, when doing the math, equated to about $36,000. You're like,
1: I will buy you some darn yes. twinkle lights.
0: <laughs> I said, Not only if you buy this house, could you get your twinkle lights, but you could have a deck built, maybe even a concrete slab right. for your deck. You don't have even a need a pool, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what you could get because this house has a cute backyard. So they looked at the CMA summary. They were like, oh. I just emailed them the CMA summary. And the husband was like, absolutely not. No. Like, we would never be able to sell this if we. No. Because they're also the type of buyers that they may have to move in two to three years. That's tough. So they're like, we can overpay a little, but we cannot do this. No. So we did not go look. Okay. And it ended up going on. Because I sat down at the computer. I emailed the agent. Hey, how many offers? He emailed back. After I had ran numbers, he emailed me back and said five offers. So it went over. You know it did. I don't, I mean, I'm assuming it did, but... They didn't even want to go see it. Mm-hmm. And this was a house that they were like, Alyssa, this is the one. This is it. And I said, great. Let me just check everything before you take off work. He's a teacher. Yeah. You don't get a sub just yet. No. Like he was getting substitute teachers so that he could run out and look at a house. Oh, gosh. Like, watch my classroom. I'm leaving. I have to go get this house. <laughs> have, right Yes. Now. But then you look at the <sighs> numbers and you go, well, that makes no sense
1: at all. You know, the hot tip for anyone's side note, why don't you just start buying your sellers
0: some twinkle lights? Right, right. So, Ambiance is so important. So important, even like a little $50 fire pit yeah. from Home Depot. Make it a moment. That's, seriously though, that's, that's exactly what happened crazy. in this situation. It was the
1: twinkle lights. I'm gonna go look at that listing.
0: Uh, yeah, I have to send it to you, it's so cute though. It is cute,
1: They well, did well, a great job, but, right, but at the end of the day, it's not a thir- $36,000
0: twinkle lights. Another moral from that story is that we have to be the level-headed ones as the professional. Okay, I agree. I was going to say
1: the the thing to learn here is it's important to have the hard conversations up front. Yes. If we're going to go to one showing a day every other day for months on end, mm-hmm. we can't just see it just because No. we need to know all the information. And that's But Alyssa, explain that to me because then because you have way more buyers than I do, that means you have to look up the PDD and you have to do a CMA. And maybe back in the day when you showed five houses to the same
0: buyer on Saturday, you weren't doing five CMAs. I was not doing CMAs on all of them, but I was checking every disclosure. Sure. Okay. At least... So
1: do you think it is an even swap of time for, well, I don't do five showings in a row anymore, but I do one and I have to be a little bit more thorough on the front end? Or do you feel like you're actually spending more time with buyers now because you're having to see so many houses over a longer period of time?
0: I would say at least three times a day. I'm looking up an address, Mm -hmm. checking the property disclosure, and doing a CMA summary. Okay. I can do that at this point in under 60 seconds. Yeah, so to me it's fine. It is nothing. Okay. To just click that button. Yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. Um so to me it's not it's not a lot of time and it's very much worth it to check those things instead before. of trying to go. Just so I can and it also helps me with them to say, hey guys, we are gonna go see it at one o'clock. I do just wanna let you know, I've attached the CMA summary yeah. and it is about 15,000 overpriced. I just need you to think about that. And sometimes it says it's about 5,000 overpriced. I just want
1: you to stop and think about that.
0: I want you to know before we go inside and you fall in love with right. the twinkle lights. <laughs> I want right. you to know this. Please. And sometimes to they still wanna go and that's fine. And we go, yeah. but they, they know going into it, okay. This house is overpriced. Mm -hmm. We got to make sure we love it. I'm setting Mm -hmm. expectations before we even walk in the door. Yeah. Sometimes they decide to cancel after reviewing the numbers. Yeah. Sometimes they decide they want it even more after reviewing the numbers. But either way, I think giving them some information before you open a door makes everything – much more simpler. Like they yeah. they just, they have their head in the in, a, in right. the business space. Right. I'm here to remind you that yeah. this is an investment. Yeah. And we're not just going to see if you love the kitchen backsplash.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, that's fair. Okay. What about the other side of this, the seller side? I mean, you just had an experience with everyone wanting to list their house at the same time, even though they have been preparing for months or weeks or however long each of them are preparing mm-hmm. how do you handle
0: sellers who act like everything's so urgent so in this situation last week i had five listings in one week <laughs> really all within 3 days right. we and we listed the do, five if they if you had let them when they have all listed the same day um so here's how i managed that right, let's hear it i told them what day we pictures can, were going to be yeah so, and they said, great. Super. Nobody had a problem with because, that day. Right. And then I told them, because he's coming on Monday, you are going to be live on Wednesday. Yeah. Great. No problem. No problem. Be the boss. Yes. I I went to all five. Okay. So my Trello seller pipeline right now mm-hmm. is the longest it's ever been. <gasps> the seller one? Because I have all these people that are calling me, Alyssa, should we sell? come tell us what you think, what are our numbers look like? And they would sell, they just don't know where they're going. Right. So they don't. They wanna be sellers, but they don't wanna be buyers. Well, they wanna take
1: advantage of the seller's market, but that mm-hmm. just turns them into a buyer in a seller's market. Right. I mean, hello.
0: So, but every time I go, every time I get a call, I put them in the pipeline. Yeah. Because hey, it's a, look, sooner or later. <laughs> once they've thought about it, eventually they're gonna sell. So all five of these people, I have talked to over a month, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. least. I think one of them was like a newer client that was just, hey, we need to sell our house. Yeah. Um, but it just worked out timing wise that they were all ready at about the same time. So I said, no problem. And I ha- I have to tell you, to see the systems working, working, made me go, oh my oh. gosh, this is excellent, yeah. okay? Because this is exactly how it all went down within, so the week prior, I went to all five houses one time. Yeah. I told each of them, here is the... What's, what's left, left I had to do? Send them, yes. Here is your final homework. Okay. But to be fair, they all received a pre-list, pre-listing email that yes. told them how to prepare their house. Yes. So the pre-listing okay. email goes out. Yeah. I tell them, when I come to your house... I want the property disclosure mm-hmm. and I want the information sheet filled out. Yeah, Also attached, I want this checklist done for photos. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, wonderful. When I come, we'll just do a quick walkthrough yeah. and see if there's anything else and get them scheduled. Yeah. So then I go to all five houses and I say, okay, great. It looks it, They all five did a great job. Oh, nice. Some maybe their list was a little longer than others, but it really wasn't anything major. So we just go through the fine tuning of everything and discuss the game plan. And then I tell them when photos are gonna be and when we are gonna be on the market. Great. All of them had their disclosure and information sheet ready. You were like good students. Five for five. Everyone got an A on homework. That never happens. Wow. So um, the photographer went, took photos. I got them back. I wrote the description and it was listed. Okay. Easy peasy. Right. I just... To see it, it really wasn't... Getting them all on the market was not bad at all. Okay. But it took me saying this is the process, but nobody questioned the process at all. No, because you confidently told them That's like this the, is what the you dentist do. being like all right here's what we're gonna do first we're gonna give you some laughing gas <laughs> and this and that and then we're gonna pull out all your teeth and then they're like well what if i don't want the laughing gas i want my teeth out now <laughs> like no it doesn't work that you, trust me you don't want do to do it that way you don't want to do it that way you want to listen to the professional and do it the right, most right least painful way mm-hmm. in the That's the least painful way is the prepared way. Yes. Be
1: prepared. Yes. Okay. But where does this take a turn? What do you mean? Because the week wasn't.
0: So. I saw the photo of you. You I know. I was You looked like you had been through it. Because all five listings got multiple offers. Now tell us the rest. All five listings got multiple offers agents were texting me, hey, what's the update? (laughs) I'm like, like, I don't know who this is or what house you're talking about. Who are you? I literally responded and said, I'm sorry, I don't know who this is or what property you're talking about. Please email me. I had that saved and I copied and pasted it. You're like, I I copied and pasted it at least six times. You're like, have a nice day. I don't know who you are. (laughs) And then it was funny because one, so two of my listings were both in the same area, but they were about a $40,000 price range. Oh. And one went on the market Monday Uh and then one went on the market Wednesday. Uh huh. Well, I was seeing the same agents you're like, showing this is the, same. the same ones. And so then I'm like, are you talking about this one or that one? Because you showed both. I don't know what you're talking right. about. Right. Help me out here. So I just, I, I knew this was coming. Okay. Okay. So I was committed to just communicating my way through the whole thing. Did anybody
1: make an offer on both of the houses? Yes. Like the same agent, yes. with the same
0: buyer? Yes. Were you like, mm. I was like, well... Because they didn't do it at the same time. Okay. So, Monday, I listed a house. Okay. Multiple offers. Okay. We choose the highest. Mm-hmm. We put the second highest in place as a backup offer. Okay. Backup offer makes an offer on the new listing Wednesday. Were you like,
1: no, I need you as my backup. Well,
0: I said, you know, okay, so here's what's interesting. I don't know how... Maybe I don't know if I should share this. I don't know. You can, Do you need to take a moment and think about it? She is now
1: a backup on both houses. Uh, well, I guess that's not, that's all right. Because when you're yeah. a backup, you're allowed to continue. Yes, you can still feel out the market. But ha- she lost twice? Yes. Dang. I know. She's like, I'm
0: always a bridesmaid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Sorry.
0: Oh, no. She did tell me. She said, well, I've never been rejected so nicely. Thank God. And I thought, well, that was good because I did use the rejection template. template about, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. And yeah, this is you know, why. I, I fluffed that up right nice for you. You did. I really mm-hmm. appreciated that. Well, so, they also appreciate it. Yes. And so out it, there. it allowed me to use the templates for rejections okay. to notify everybody. I was using showing time to keep everyone in the loop. Okay. And everything ran, even though it was... <sighs> here's, here's, what, here's what took forever is that... I got five offers on one, okay? Mm -hmm. I had to do electronic signature Mm -hmm. for acceptance. Mm -hmm. I had to type a counter offer Mm -hmm. for a backup. Mm -hmm. And then I had to do three Mm -hmm. rejections. I've done it. So it just took a lot of time. time.
1: It's just time. Just time.
0: Okay. And you don't have um, your assistant do any of that. I was like in the trenches and thought, I'll just do it. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just did it. Now there was one when I was in New Orleans, Mm because I was in New Orleans also last week. Right. Where I, I sent her just the rejections. Yeah. I handled the acceptance and I handled the backup offer. Got I it. just knocked those out cuz they were more time sensitive. Yeah. I told the people where we were rejecting, "Hey, I'm sorry we didn't choose you. We are also not choosing you as a backup." Um, because we put the second highest, your rejection will be coming soon. Yeah, that I've yes, I so have it, used that. Those did not need to happen no. right now, it the just, rejections could right. be the next day, right? So, she y'all did also those. have
1: to keep in mind that means the seller has to log in mm-hmm. and initial all those offers, and it, did, it is time consuming, it is, especially if they then have questions. All right, so you were basically
0: swamped. Up late, not up late, but working. Yeah, I mean, I was up till 9 p.m. um, at least three nights in a row Okay, on my computer. Like I put the kids to bed. And then go back to work. And then I got back on my computer because I was handling the offers. Yeah. Insert the agents here that say, shouldn't you have an assistant? Shouldn't your assistant be doing these things? Right. But honestly, this is the only week like this I've ever... Had where it was five so new listings yeah. mm-hmm. and multiple offers on all of them. Right. Like that's never happened to me before. It's just an unusual moment. Right. Okay. Like maybe one listing a week gets multiple offers, yeah. here, but never five for five. N- n- no. So I didn't need to hire Well, an it's assistant. a rarity to just take five listings in one week. Sure, that doesn't happen that doesn't normally often happen. to me either. So I think I even told my husband, I said, look, I'm listing five houses this week. They are all phenomenal mm-hmm. and they are all in really good price points. So was we'll he like, bye? Yeah, <laughs> and he was fine. I'll see you next week. But he, but, but he knows that I'm not going to do this every night. No. Like this isn't how I operate. Today's t-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm having trouble taking myself seriously as I look at you wearing mirrored sunglasses, but it's fine. Uh, today's toast is from Jenna Brown. Okay. Jenna is in uh, New Jersey. Great. Wow. Yeah. Robbinsville. Mm. Okay. And Jenna would like to toast. Uh, well, I'm just going to read her message. Right? Okay. Okay. Well, listen, Katie, mm. I've never met either of you, Oh. but you feel like friends that I have a weekly date with. I love listening to Hustle Humbly on Mondays to set myself up for a great week and learn so much. Wonderful. I want to toast my brother, Brandon, for inviting me into business with him a few years ago when I really needed a career and life change. Real estate has been such a blessing to me, and now that my own business has grown, he and I lead and mentor a team of five new all-female agents together. Wow. So in a way, this is a double toast for the ladies of Rasmussen, Rasmussen Realty Group. Rasmussen Realty R- Group. Rasmussen Realty Group Okay. as well. We work out of Keller Williams' premiere in Robbinsville, New Jersey with the most amazing team leader, Maria. This feels like a... We're just toasting that whole Everybody.
0: Office.
1: When great support staff... Oh, see? She says, well, now I've gone and triple toasted. (laughs) Sure enough. Sure enough. All of this to say who you would, wait, who you work with really matters. And I'm so grateful for the people who have helped me grow in business and in life.
0: That's so sweet.
1: So cheers to to everyone. Brandon. Okay. The Rasmussen Realty Group. Maria and the great support staff. Lovely. Thank you, Jenna. That was absolutely fabulous. Wonderful. And Alyssa is going to go take a cold shower. Yes. (laughs)
0: Goodbye. 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 (laughs) Sweating.